so we're here. Hello. Yeah, those were just the bells of the church that's right around the corner from us. And so we're here in... We're in Manarola. Manarola. Cinque Terre. Cinque Terre, Italy. And we have been traveling, first of all, this is Phoebe and Karina. It is. Um, <laughs> we've been traveling. Today is what day? <laughs> I don't even know. Today's Sunday? Today's Saturday. Saturday. Today's day six. Okay, day six ish. Ish. Mm-hmm. And we've been in Spain and Italy. Mm-hmm. And what are we going to talk about today? We're not entirely sure. Um, I think we're going to talk a little bit about what traveling kind of does for us. There's bells again. They may go on for quite some time. We're living in the now. <laughs> I love the bells. I do too. Hopefully all of you also love the bells. Yeah, we... <laughs> We're living in the now because that's what we sort of talked about our theme was today was the traveling not just um how we want to record this as we're recording with bells in the background of the church um but also there's water running behind us right where there's a little stream that's behind us Mm -hmm. and we just wanted to bring a little bit of italy to all of you so here it is And that's sort of the theme that we were kind of sitting this morning and talking about, okay, what are we going to talk about? Because I don't want to just sit here and say, oh, we're having this fabulous time. But you said you wanted to talk a little bit about what? Yeah, I mean, it has to do with living in the now, and it has to do with kind of the intention that I set um, at the beginning of Becca's podcast when Mm -hmm. we were about to leave, which is... um, really setting the intention to let go of expectation and I mean that has everything to do with being able to live in the now Um, but you know just noticing all the stuff that travels with you even as you leave the work behind and the grind as I called it before yeah right kind of the daily routine and all the stuff that might kind of trigger and agitate and stress you out on a daily basis leaving all of that behind you still have or at least I still have stuff that has come with me that you know I've had to pay attention to and I'm still doing my my writing practice and my you know whatever whatever else you'd like to call it my little mini meditations and all of that stuff is still necessary even though we're in this beautiful place you know we're in you could call it heaven it's very magical um and your practice being the the patterns that we talked about the last time we sat down is that part of your writing practice uh it's shifted a bit um so now my a lot of my work has shifted to kind of writing um like future self-writing but also um inner child stuff so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a a combination of the two okay cool maybe we can dive into that yeah um yeah and what I was saying about like what I wanted to talk about today was um these definitions because we talked about this a couple days ago of like oh we're um 
What were the words that we said? We're traveling versus vacationing. Yeah, travel versus vacation. And then you said... The tourist. I feel like there's three different types. Like there's... And no one's better than the other. It's just there's some sort of like vacationing, what I have an interpretation of vacationing, um, this other idea of being a tourist, and then also this other idea of being a traveler. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I sort of wanted to touch into too, which brings us to that theme too of being in the present. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so a little bit of the external and then bringing it to the internal. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And again, you might already hear some um, effects that are being here now, right? The little voices that might pass by us as they walk, you know, through our our neighborhood. We're sitting on our little terrace, by the way, so we're outside. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. to just paint a picture. It's 7 mm-hmm. o'clock at night in the evening. It's still bright out. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon-ish. We tried to eat dinner an hour ago, but they weren't serving dinner anywhere yet. Or some meal <laughs> that we weren't sure of. And now we're sitting on our terrace. And we're drinking a glass of wine and having our own little snack. And we'll go eat dinner in a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that's the picture that you can all imagine you're sitting here with us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So where do we want to start? Do you want to start with where you're at or do you want to start with... Let's start with the the external. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's look at the vacationing tourist and... The traveler, mm-hmm. and so what does that mean for you? Or yeah, any of so those words or all of them. I think I brought it up yesterday because we were laying on, I mean, the beach, quote unquote. It was you know by the ocean, on a rocky beach, and it, we were laying in the sun, and it was beautiful. And I think I said, you know, we're getting we're getting to have a little bit of vacation during our travels, um, and so I think to me, vacation is. I mean, the ability to kind of just stop and turn it all off, right? And just kind of bask, bask in the sun, bask in the atmosphere, eat the food, um, but not really have to exert any energy, physical or mental. Um, and then traveling to me is, is the exploring part, the adventure, the exertion both of physical energy to get places and look around and also of you know, kind of the mental stimulation. Um, And then I think the tourist aspect is really about, you know, we came, we saw, we took a picture. (laughs) Um, Going to see something very specific, maybe? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I was, we didn't say that word tourist when you had said that you were really talking about vacation versus Mm -hmm. uh, travel. But then I was sort of like, threw in that other one because Patricia who owns Riverstone who I work with a lot she had just been to India and she did a really beautiful um, newsletter when she got back about being a traveler versus a tourist Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of what was fresh in my mind was how she was talking about like the tourist is going to those attractions like oh you have to go to these things right like to check off the list like you said we came we saw we took a picture But the travelers like really experiencing the rhythm yeah. of of just the energy that is there, rather than just like let's go do 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 do. Mm-hmm. It's like you. It's sort of like the in between of what you're just saying of the travel and the vacation, because mm-hmm. you're steadier. You're like 
tapping into the energy. That's mm-hmm. how I see it mm-hmm. being the travelers. Like you're tapping into the energy of what that underneath hum, yeah. rather than like the tourists are just kind of like humming along and like creating their own like frenetic energy, mm-hmm. right? Like we've experienced yeah. like these groups that we keep yeah. seeing and they're all stopping and buzzing da 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 and taking pictures and we're in the middle of that too but there's like this like undercurrent of just you know that couple that was across the way from us yeah. who was just like talking to their neighbors or their friends and you know the person who's making us you know our gel you know scooping us the gelato and like that energy to really connect with that and yeah. not just kind of um not rushed past like those moments of yeah of connecting with where we actually are and who we're actually speaking with and yeah yeah and you know like when we the the first couple days of our trip we were in Madrid and we saw things but it was really we kind of just floated we're, which which street do you want to go down? Yeah. Okay, let's go that way. Okay, let's go that way. Let's see yeah. kind of where it takes us and what this city is all about. With no expectation with, yeah. like we both came with. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt like that was a great example of um, being the traveler, mm-hmm. right? We were just like, there wasn't a... We ended up at the tourist attractions, yeah. like the, pal- um, the palace and the cathedral. Mm-hmm. We had no intention, yeah, right? Yeah, we didn't even know We are just them. like, we didn't yeah. know we were that close. And then yeah. we, the next day we did that tour. We did yeah, the, the medieval mm-hmm. tour. And he brought us and we both kind of looked at each other like, oh, yeah. we're ending up here. Ha, ha, ha. He took We've us been to the, here. all the places that we accidentally had already gone to. Yeah, like we just mm-hmm. sort of wandered around and it was, oh, we stumbled upon this, but we also stumbled upon an amazing market yeah. where we, the Mercado of San Miguel and we just ended up eating food and having wine and like yeah. that, that I feel is like kind of falling into the rhythm. Yeah, and we kind that of got sense. our bearings that way. We would just walk and walk and say, oh, look, we've been here before, but we, we came a different way. Yeah. And through, you know, through that kind of wandering, we got to know kind of where we were in relation to, you know, all of the landmarks and, yeah, you know, without having to have a map or without having to have a tour. Yeah. Which is like interesting because when we arrived to Pisa Mm -hmm. which we both didn't really connect with Mm -mm. (laughs) which we can talk a little bit more about in a moment but I thought it was interesting because we had an amazing um, Airbnb host Mm -hmm. Sabine who was just very you know hospitable she met us right at the door she showed us everything in the apartment but then she also showed us a whole map and told us everywhere to go yeah right and we were at a place called very near the tower Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and I thought that was interesting because we are, it was like, she was doing such a service to us by telling us where to go and everything. Yeah. But then I feel like maybe it was just setting us also up with expectations yeah. of like, oh, we have to go to the tower and oh, we should go over here to have food. And we were just sort of disappointed. And I'm wondering if that like set us up for that. It also way. seemed, um, whereas in Madrid, it seemed like, Yes, there was the touristy area, like where we were staying did feel like the Times Square of Madrid. But then, you know, you you go not too far and it really felt like, you know, we were where the locals were hanging out. And it it felt more integrated, like 
Pisa felt like maybe the locals are all way stashed away somewhere. Yeah. And then this whole area that we were staying in is it was so touristy and it yeah. just it didn't feel like there was that kind of integration. Yeah. Hmm. I'm also thinking about the place where we stopped to have food and there's yeah. all the teenagers yeah. smoking. That's us. true. So I feel like they weren't tourists, right? Yeah, I guess not. But we just, well, we, we I just don't, didn't like We it. didn't like Pisa. <laughs> it's okay. If anybody from Pisa is listening, we're sorry. We just. It wasn't our thing. It wasn't really our we thing. We had a, uh, yeah. It was, was our, what did you call it? The in-between. It was the in-between and we booked it that way and yeah. we didn't know why. We just, yeah. we were less Less than 24 hours we were there. Yeah. Um, it was really just a stop. We had to fly in, and it was a stop between Madrid and Cinque Terre. Yeah. Yeah. And we got to see the Leaning Tower. Like, right. when we booked it, I was like, oh, we'll see the Leaning Tower in Pisa. I didn't even think it would be in Pisa. <laughs> Duh. But it was. It was very, uh, that was like a tourist. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we came, we saw, we took a picture. Yeah. Um, the picture. The picture. Yeah. The Leaning picture. And it was fun. I'm not, like... I liked walking up on that wall. Yeah. We found... And I think that's why we're really good, because we both, like, want to find those things Mm -hmm. that are off the beaten path, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that nobody else really... Like, that's why I like Sabine, because we wouldn't have known. Right. We, we were there for such a short time. Maybe we would have stumbled upon it. Yeah. But she did tell us, okay, here are the highlights, but also here are the little yeah. hidden And gems. to give you guys context, she told us about, um, you know, the city used to have walls all around it. And yeah. And we could um, climb the stairs and actually walk along the wall and see the whole city from atop the wall, which was really cool. We didn't spend yeah. a lot of time because we had to go to the train. But we had to go to the train and get enough. to the Cinque Terre. <laughs> so, yeah, and then we got here two or three days ago, something like this. Yeah, yeah, so we started out in um, another town because yeah. we're in... Rio Maggiore. There's five, the five towns yeah. of Cinque Terre. Um, yeah, so we started out in <laughs> Rio Maggiore, which is the furthest south mm-hmm. of the five. Yeah. And now we are in Manarola. Manarola, <laughs> <laughs> which is the town just north. Just next door, yeah. Yeah, and so t- tomorrow we're going to explore the other one. Yeah, and so you can actually walk from town to town. We couldn't walk from yeah. Rio Maggiore to here because the, the path is closed. Yeah. Um, there was a landslide. But tomorrow we're going to walk the other. To, to the, re- the other three, yeah. which is going to be great. Yeah. And so I guess just to kind of bring it back in terms of vacation, the tourism, the traveling, um, I feel like we've done a nice, so far, like a nice balance of mm-hmm. all of it, right? Like you said, being on the beach yesterday was just sort of checking out in a bit of a way. Mm-hmm. Like, both of us weren't feeling physically up to, like, especially me. Um, I'll be honest, I had my period, and I'm just sort of like, don't have energy. And we've both, I mean, we've been it was going. Just a, yeah. We needed a day to just Yeah, we relax. just rebooted. Yeah. And that was really nice. Um, and I, like, yeah, we did. We did sort of, like, the tourist thing. Like, oh, okay, here we are in Pisa. We we came, we, we saw, saw, we the took tower. the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that both of us really tap into the traveling of, yeah. like, tapping into the energy. Even just a moment ago, like, we were at, um, 
I don't know what it was called, but the place where we just had a limoncella drink. Mm -hmm. Um, And our waiter, like, we both asked him how he was, and he just sort of, like, was, like, stunned that we would ask him that. Yeah, he just said, okay, I'm okay. Yeah, Yeah. because he's just, like, right, he's in that frenetic energy Uh of the tourist, and it's almost like that moment that we asked how he is he mm-hmm. came over I was like oh he doesn't like us yeah. right and I said that's not true and then he came over <laughs> and he like had a conversation because he had mm-hmm. to like he got to take his own beat yeah and I that's what I love is yeah. um that's what I love about travel is that you know you get to tap into it and I guess we'll transition into like your piece of that in a moment um just also like yeah, especially these more touristy areas of giving them permission to, like, hey, let's connect. Yeah, like, you're a human being, too. Yeah. And just because I'm, you know, traveling here and you have been waiting on people all day long doesn't mean we can't have a human moment. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like that's what unfortunately gets lost mm-hmm. in the tourist yeah. And I'm not just dis- saying this in a disrespectful way. Like we said, we've done it yes, we've too. Done it. Mm-hmm. But it is like there is something really more beautiful of dropping down into that beat mm-hmm. um, for all of us mm-hmm. and saying, hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> what's up? What's <laughs> up? Yeah. And I feel like the guy where we started our day today... Um, it sounds like we're drinking a lot today. <laughs> yeah, this might be a little tipsy. This this podcast might be a little tipsy. But our first one was our initial attempt for lunch. Oh, yeah. And that gentleman came over, and he was just like, vino. Uh-huh. And then he gave us vino, and then he brought us focaccia. And I don't know. He, like, I feel like he set the tone for us. Yeah. He just came over with, like, a big board of... Like focaccia. pesto, focaccia, sausage, oh, right? I mean, this is for so you. Good. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, he really had that human moment. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't order anything. He was just like, and yeah. I'm sure he did yeah. that for everybody. Yeah, but sure. there was just, like, um, a very personal touch that I felt like maybe we hadn't really um, received since we got here because it's so... Yeah, we had it with Jaime. Our, oh think, no! Yeah. I sorry. Since we got to Chinka Town. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I yeah. felt like yeah. he was like, "I see you. Here yeah. you go. Have I some focaccia. Yeah. Sit down. Relax. Like yeah. I'm not trying to push you out the door mm-hmm. and like be a part of that hamster wheel. Like I don't know. I liked that mm-hmm. little touch. I liked that too. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's sort of yeah. kind of what I was contemplating mm-hmm. was that those those words. Um, and so, yeah, so let's go deeper in now. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think this is where the real juice is. Yeah. So? So. Well, uh, where do we even begin, I guess? Um, well, we can start with the cliche, because that's sort of what you said, is like, wherever you go, there oh, you are. Wherever right? you go, there you are, which is John Cobb. John Cabotson, his book, his yeah. book, which I read many years ago. Yeah. Um, but it's also a phrase that has come up for me a hundred thousand times since I read the book. Um, yeah. So I mean, there's a lot that I've been working on, as you know, a lot that I've been working with. I'm feeling like I'm in a, a pretty. Um, pretty big transition of some sort I don't know exactly what that looks like yeah do you mind speaking of where you're coming from 
in terms of transition? If you don't know where you're going, where yeah, you yeah. I mean, I'm coming from. I mean, I'm coming from a place of um, really having been living inside of uh, some patterns, or having them kind of live for me. I might say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have known this for a little while, and I've been kind of um, noticing more and more, but just most recently I have um, uh, just things have been becoming a lot more clear, and I have been learning to really find my voice and understand what it is that I need out of relationships, any relationships, and um, learning how to ask for that, and also to um, essentially let let things go if I'm not getting what I need, Um, you know, because I I am somebody that is willing to give a lot, that's just who I am and have always been, Um, but I have not always been the best at making sure that I receive as well. but also I have been really diving deep into all the circumstances of my upbringing that have led to my patterning. Um, And in that I've been doing a lot of inner child contact. (laughs) And so some of that is, um, you know, even on our way here and here, I have uh, just, just bring it all out in the open. I have actually um, imagined my my inner child as coming on this trip with us, you know, as as me, but also as a separate being and kind of working with um, attending to her. And I think I, you know, I could have just left that work behind and said, I'm going on vacation, taking a break, you know, leave that at home, pick it up when I come back. But I really didn't want to do that. I wanted to bring that with me because, you know, this is a time when we have a lot of space, you know, I don't have to work and I don't have to kind of go about that grind of my daily life that I can, um you know, kind of in a lighter way, do some of that looking and digging and um, all of that. So, and what does that look like when you said you're bringing your inner child mm-hmm. or the inner child work? What does that look like? So on one level, it looks like me actually imagining her physically with me, like walking with me, holding my hand on the plane with me, sitting on my lap. Um, And it also looks like me checking in with her on a daily basis, asking, you know, how are you today? What do you need? Am I attending to you? Um, And really that's that's most of it. And then I have a writing practice that goes along with it, um, writing little notes to her. And if, you know, if I'm feeling a certain way, if it's not necessarily positive, if I'm feeling you know, critical or sad or whatever it might be, checking in, not just with me here and now, but that kind of past me that is coming along with me wherever I go, because that's usually where some of that stuff is is Mm -hmm. coming from. Okay. Does that make sense? I think so. There's just a little bit at the end. Um, So 
because I'm picturing like the way that you described her she's like always bouncing around like and you're just like hey little child well, of joy the thing. but then she's not always she's joyful. not okay so she's just an inner child she's an inner child okay. and so still the way that my inner child of, looks a lot okay. of the time is um quite unsure of whether she's allowed to bounce around with mm-hmm. joy and so that's kind of something that I'm trying to check in with, right? Because she is absolutely allowed to bounce around with joy, but mm-hmm. most of the time she's not doing that because she was taught not to do that. Okay. Yeah. And so how are you feeling about it so far? I am feeling, I'm, I mean, just the fact that I've been checking in with her, <laughs> a.k.a myself (laughs) is a very big deal Mm. Um, and that I am you know attending to that part of myself yeah it's a very it's a very big deal it's not something that I've ever done before and it's really just um, it's become a practice say over the past month Um, and it's kind of a game changer you know because I'm recognizing that a lot of the a lot of the pieces of myself that I feel are maybe disconnected in some ways or not able to fully express or you know might hold back when they're feeling joyful or wanting to express themselves that's all coming from it's all coming from her my from you know my mm-hmm. kid self that was yeah really trained not to express in those ways and to be quiet or to please or to take care of others yeah and so I'm really trying to kind of tend to that and make sure that I I know that I can and give her a voice mm-hmm. and so what does your voice sound like oh. <laughs> I mean maybe not physically <laughs> like ah, but like what is she like now that you've done this practice what is her is it coming out? Yeah. How's it, how's it yeah. changing? Yeah. It's showing up. Yeah. It's showing up just in that I feel I feel connected to myself in a deeper way. Um, I feel a little bit more courageous. I feel a little bit more protected. Um, because those are all things that I think she felt like she was lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like I have this sense of knowing that I will take care of her and myself mm-hmm. first, that I'm not going to abandon my own, own needs for, you know, the momentary good feeling that might come from somebody else liking me mm-hmm. or from people pleasing or you know from that kind of thing that I think really did as much as I like to think that it didn't that did really influence me before that I you know didn't want to upset anybody and that yeah it, it just kept me small yeah yeah I think yeah we talked a lot this morning about the small thing mm-hmm. of you know that's what you said you said you didn't want to play it small or be small I don't want to live small yeah, yeah. And what does that mean to you? Just to recap yeah. that for them. Yeah, so for me that means really just 
peeling back the layers and the masks and the veils and just exposing myself, you know, in a true way to the people that I come into contact with and not feeling like I need to hide in some way to to fit in or, you know, to make somebody feel more comfortable that you know that part of me that worries of what are they thinking of me now and is this okay or am I allowed to say this or you know speak this loudly or make this joke or dance in public yeah nice (laughs) that's good what else what else have you been anything Oh, I feel like that was a lot. It was a lot. It was. It really was. Yeah, we unpacked it, and we unpacked a lot this morning, too. Um, good. Yeah, and you said, too, that you went through a, a period of feeling the same way, like you don't want to live small. Yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, so what we were talking about, um, we didn't really talk about your inner child's work so yeah. much because I wanted to save stuff Mm -hmm. for here but no we were so we were kind of looking at where you're at right now with the patterns and more of that work that you've been doing Mm -hmm. of um and so what I was saying was I was feeling like I was sort of like where you are like a couple I don't know the time frame but just in the past couple of years within Mm -hmm. the past couple of years of like really looking at my patterns and Looking at, like, okay, what you said kind of stuck with me. You said, I want to make sure that I'm able to, like, I can't remember the exact words you said, but, like, you have a purpose and help people. Yeah. And so that is where I was, you know, before, while I was starting that, right before I started Nomad and then while I was starting Nomad, just up until, there goes another bell. Um, was how I asked myself, too. It's like, I don't want to play it small. I want to be authentic. Um, I want to be able to help people. So it's sort of in that same space where you're at. And how I was looking at, like, I don't want to play it small either. You know, I felt like I had held myself back in certain ways professionally. Um, Personally, too, but I'll just focus on the professional piece right now. Uh, So, yeah, I was looking at, like, the externals, you know, of, okay, well, you know, trying to get a gauge of, like, how big is big. And, yeah, you sort of have to look externally first. And I and what we were saying is like kind of going back and forth to like okay yeah you have to like look at in terms of external like right. how what this person is doing or this business is doing yeah. and like how many followers do they have and like what are they doing like those like yeah. more external pieces and the mm-hmm. logistics but then also looking at you know going back within yourself and saying okay um, how do I have to show up yeah. in order to be you know, making sure that I'm not playing myself too small or, yeah. or too big, right, to go back and forth. And so it is, it's like this fine balance. And so this work, a lot of the work that I'm still doing of looking at the patterns and everything, I feel like I've definitely, I don't know where the line has been drawn, but within this past year, I feel like... I'm getting a lot softer with myself. Mm-hmm. Like there was a period of time and I didn't do like the specific work you're doing right now. I did it in a different way, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of like looking at patterns and kind of, kind of like slapping myself on the wrist, yeah. you know, when I was catching myself 
falling into things to set my own boundaries. And now I've really, this past year, of just like softening with that professionally, but also within my own um, relationships, especially like personal romantic relationships of just being a lot, um, and with myself too, the relationship with myself of just being like, okay, you know, that that's something that we should look at but you know what it's not a big deal yeah and the word you used earlier was rigid yeah you're you're less rigid yeah I'm less rigid Mm -hmm. because we were talking about you were saying um the self-critical voice Mm -hmm. because you said that that self-critical voice still came with you yeah yeah and I think that that you know maybe that term wasn't totally the no, correct term yeah. because it, yeah, the, no, the it way was, that you interpreted it was a bit yeah, different the way, than yeah. what it is for me yeah the way that you said it was different from how I was using yeah. it but I get it but yeah the word but that was sort of how it was for me it was like yeah. being um, critical and rigid with myself and sort of creating certain boundaries within myself and within relationships and like if it it came down to expectations right it came for me it came down to expectation like if I wasn't living up to this expectation or somebody else wasn't it was like cutting them off right setting the boundary because I had like you but just in a different relationship was like I never had given myself boundaries Mm -hmm. and other people boundaries And so I was, like, putting up so many boundaries. But then I was realizing, like, I'm still the one who's not making the connection. Because I'm putting up, like, other ways I was, like, going so far, right, to please people um, and not having the boundaries. But I was, like, still losing myself in that. And then I put up so many boundaries That I was still, like, not really connecting right. with people. Well, that often is how you find yeah. the balance, right? Exactly. We're all kind of wired for an extreme, usually. Yeah. Um, and then we find the other extreme. Yeah. And we recognize that. And then we kind of find our way to the middle. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, it, it, yeah, that's the what it space takes. in between. Exactly. Yeah, I find that, yeah, this... I definitely feel like I'm settling more. And again, it's still a practice. It'll always be mm-hmm. shifting and changing. But right now I feel really good in that I know how to set boundaries. And I'm also gentle with mm-hmm. myself and the other person mm-hmm. that I might be setting the boundaries yeah. with. You know, like yeah. there are a couple of things that have come up that we've talked about um, in my personal life where it was like, it could be really freaking yeah. frustrating. And I could be like, that person's nothing to me now. And I could get really mad and just be like, fuck you. Um, But I'm just like, really, I'm at this point where I'm just like, that person, I'm getting back to what I said earlier. Like I'm getting back to where I really wanted to, I originally was, was I can see the benefit, like I can give the people the benefit of the doubt because Mm -hmm. I know that they're truly good people Mm -hmm. and they're still just making human mistakes like we all do. And it feels, like, so much more natural to me rather than, like, what I've just been doing a few years ago up until now, like, just recently. But you also can stand up for yourself when you need to, which is very important. And I think that's what, you know, perhaps at one point in your life and at one point in my life I was missing the ability to do. So I could always see, oh, I understand why you're acting that way. I understand why you are hurting me. I can see, yeah, I can see how you're hurting yourself. I can see how you know, all your past experiences have 
yeah. made you this way, and I know you have a good heart, and this and that, and but I, I but was, let me just be really, really small. Exactly. Let yeah. me just accommodate you. Yeah. Rather than actually know, I can still care yeah. and know that you're a good person, but I'm going to do it from over here. Yeah. Or I'm going I'm to. I'm going to demand yeah. this thing. I'm going to demand need. this thing because otherwise, like I'm just going to suffer, and that's not right. Yeah. You know, or I won't be able to help. Yeah. Either of us. Yeah. If I'm just in this constant state of... And I know. don't even look at it as, like, suffering at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, it's interesting. I'm just like, no, that's just what I deserve. Sure. <laughs> and I can say that in a really, like, confident way and not feel bad about it, which Absolutely. I used to feel yeah. bad about. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I should say this thing yeah. Yeah. or demand this thing. Um, and that's, like, even mm-hmm. in, if you're saying it, I mean, even saying it in, like, a small space, right? Yeah. But now I feel like... Oh, I can say this mm-hmm. because I deserve it. I feel conf- confident. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I know you have a story too, and I totally respect that. But this is where my boundary is, mm-hmm. and you can respect it, yeah. and also give me what I need, or I, you know, yeah. give me space for yeah. for me to give what you need, or whatever it is. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I've been really feeling like a very interesting shift mm-hmm. recently. And um, the other piece, too, to that that we were talking about was you were asking me because, you know, I've made this huge leap Mm -hmm. um, where I'm now homeless. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Was you were asking me if I was. I asked you if you had any fear around that or Mm -hmm. any. Yeah. Any feelings of fear or moments of fear. Yeah. Yeah. And so just to kind of like go back a little bit, because I don't remember exactly what I've shared so far on the podcast, but yeah, this past year, I just basically said to myself, okay, I sort of, kind of what we have been talking about before the external of like being a traveler. Mm-hmm. Like I feel so free when I travel. Mm-hmm. Um, there is like, and I kept like, I've been traveling a lot these past couple of years and every time it came back to the Hudson Valley, it didn't like it was like I was going away and I was coming back and I was like what is this okay it's not necessarily coming back to like what we said the grind right. or like the daily stuff it wasn't that because I was still doing the daily thing I was still working when I was going to other places right, right? whether it was a retreat or going to visit my grandmother and working it was like there's still something there and I said well you know what maybe I should just take that <laughs> out of the picture the out of the equation is like those roots right maybe the roots need to like rewire in some Mm -hmm. way (laughs) you need to be repotted yeah maybe I needed to be repotted (laughs) so I did I felt like well you know what maybe I'll challenge myself this summer and be unrooted Mm -hmm. and just see how that feels like I'm still Mm -hmm. kind of hovering in the Hudson Valley a little bit yeah and you said it was really a practice of um really challenging yourself to let go of attachment yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so that's what I was sort of like correlating with the travel piece is just when I travel this is what we talked about off offline was how when I travel I feel so present Mm -hmm. and I feel there's no expectation Mm -hmm. whenever I go even when I'm responsible for a group Like, yes, I know I need to teach in the morning for them, Mm -hmm. or I need to make sure we're at this event, you know, or this adventure. But there's, like, there's still, like, this freedom, this this non-attachment. Like, okay, well, 
I mean, if the worst case scenario happens, we're in Costa right. Rica or wherever right. we are, right? And yeah. that's how I feel even when we've traveled. Like, I don't really get too stressed about things. It's like, oh, okay, I'm my period. I'm really uncomfortable. But, yeah. like, I'm sitting on a beautiful beach here. Yeah. Or, okay, so. we don't like Pisa. We both feel weird and grumpy. Yeah. But, like... Tomorrow it is what we'll, it is, yeah. and it's fine. And exactly. And tomorrow um, we'll be somewhere else that's beautiful, yeah. and there's another shot. Like, I really have no expectation. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, maybe with this summer sort of being, like, discombobulated, mm-hmm. um, traveling in different ways, but also being, you know, near my quote-unquote home, Right. let's see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Like, let's see... Um, without those roots can I still be really super present yeah because that's what I was seeing is like you know you're getting in that daily grind that's the word we were using a lot this morning was yeah I was just like oh my god you know like there's expect it's always about expectation Mm -hmm. and the moment that I pull back and I see oh there's it's fine it's still gonna be okay yeah you know and that's sort of what I want to bring this traveling piece of the no expectation and being present to the daily day. day. Um, And honestly, like, yeah, I was fearful. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you asked me this morning, like, yeah, I was, I was fearful for a little bit of time, Mm -hmm. but then I thought, you know what? I've done way crazier things Mm -hmm. without it being planned out. And the worst case scenario is, is, I, like, stay with you for a couple of days, or I go visit my grandmother. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to be okay. You have a safety net. That's for sure. And I never felt that before. You know, as a child, I never really felt that I had a safety net. Mm -hmm. And so now I think, like, being an adult, I realize I have the safety net. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm my own safety net. Like, what we said before about money, it was, like, when I was little and I had these things that happened... Mm -hmm. I didn't have, like, I didn't know if I had a safety net. I right. probably did, but I didn't really well, you didn't trust know. it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you weren't really in control, is right. the thing. And so now, yeah, being an adult, it's like, oh, I need money? Oh, I'll just go work and go do, make yeah. money. Yeah, I need a place done. to stay. But you've also created a safety net of people around you yeah. who, you know, absolutely will. You so know. grateful yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah, but and you, it is. you brought that on, you know, like... Yeah, but it's been, pra- yeah, it's been yeah. practice, so it's just, it's really, like, I feel like this summer and moving forward with it, I mean, it's not like summer and then I'll go back to, like, blah, but I really, I'm really excited because I feel like I am really, truly practicing what it's I teach. It's an experiment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We're all an experiment. Yeah, always. We're always an experiment. Yeah, I do, I truly feel like oh I'm really practicing what I teach right we sit in the front of a room Mm -hmm. as yoga teachers and we say be here now like you said yeah yeah you said earlier be here now and I was like what (laughs) like not because I don't believe that a hundred percent to be important but because it's said so much that it's lost all meaning yeah and it's like okay those words like make me want to run the other way because (laughs) what I need to do is actually get beyond the words right and experience what they 
truly mean. And yeah. I absolutely have moments of that. But you say those words and it's... It becomes I, I feel like I want to say, shut up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because so many people say them that don't mean... They have no idea what that means. It's yeah. just kind of a, a robotic repetition. Yeah. Be here now. Positive yeah. vibes only. <laughs> <laughs> wherever you go there you are right? there's so I mean there is that's, and I think that's like why and I think we've talked about this in previous podcasts of like um, how I have become a little bit we both have become a little bit disenchanted with yeah. the whole yoga yeah. vibe community was because it's like I don't want to sit in front of a room of people and just say be here there's now there's a lot of bypassing be going empty. on yeah people, I don't want it to yeah. be a bypass absolutely the spiritual bypass absolutely yeah um, and spiritual bypass for those of you who don't really know what that means is just like doing the dogma of it right mm-hmm. like any sort of faith or religion it's like and not really truly living it like we're talking well not about. doing the hard dirty work exactly like the inner child work or the yeah. looking at the patterns yeah. or the, the moving through the time you know sitting with the times that don't feel good and the yeah. sadness and the, the hard stuff that yeah. is always going to be a part of life it's yeah. it's the bypassing of that stuff yeah um or thinking that somehow you can transcend out of it and right. never Let's just have transcend to experience this that. Exactly. Uncomfortableness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or the be here now. Let's just say these things that are so cliche, but not really live them or believe them mm-hmm. ourselves. And and honestly, like that's why I sort of retired from teaching in the yoga studios because it wasn't that I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say that I was just sitting there like saying these things and not believing them because I did believe them like you mm-hmm. too. I know you mm-hmm. believe in them too. But I was like, I am not really living them. Being right. in this box of a studio, I'm not really living it. Okay. Um, and that's kind of, I think, the impetus for all of this. Yeah. And so six months ago, yeah. when we were on <laughs> together, our first episode together, mm-hmm. you said, hey, my aunt lives in Spain. Yeah, I said, it's the new year and one of my... We said not resolutions, because yeah. we don't like that word, but one of my intentions is to travel more, yep. and I want to go to Spain, and you said, oh, I want to go. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we're in Italy, but yeah. we're also doing Spain. Well, we'll be in Spain happen. the rest of the time mm-hmm. for a good week or so. Yep. Um, and you know what? Like, I can't speak for you, but I think that we are in similar um, brackets. I think you're a little bit higher financial bracket but like we're not wealthy people and that's the other thing too is like I want people to know that this is all accessible you know there's so many of like oh I wish I could go to Italy our plane tickets were $370 yeah well we also have to think about (laughs) well we we ended up paying $100 to check a bag yeah we ran into some we ran into some obstacles we'll say just like life right we ran into a little bit of financial obstacles here and there when we bought that really cheap ticket but you know what like we're staying at Airbnbs. We're staying in like one bedroom apartments. I'm stay with my aunt. Yeah, yeah we're stay- like we're yeah. we're making things very like we're living very modestly, yeah. um, and we're also having a good time too. Like we're we just like did an impromptu shopping trip today that we didn't spend that much, no. but that's 
something that I really would love. That's sort of my intention through everything we do through yeah. Nomad is to open eyes to like what is possible. Yeah. Because I think that that is also too of not living in the now. People going, oh, I wish I could do this. I could go here. Well, we always make excuses for yeah. things that feel maybe with mm-hmm. not within reach or out of our comfort zone, and we find ways to not be able to do it, right? Yeah. If, it, if it feels a little uncomfortable or it might take a little bit of work to try to make it happen, yeah. we're going to come up with a story as to why it's impossible. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and so for me at least, I'm like, no more freaking excuses, yeah. you know. Um, I, you know, it's still like, yeah, I love to travel and I think people see social media and they think, oh my God, she's just like fluttering around. Right. I still get a little uncomfortable, you know. Yeah. I feel, I still, and you too, I know, like, we were both, like, a little insecure about, like, not knowing the language, Mm -hmm. or are we going to do, you know, like, the navigating of the traveling piece of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's still a little uncomfortable to me. Are we going to take the right train? Are we going to be able to find the place that we're supposed to stay? Yeah. Yeah. And there takes a little bit of planning there, but it also takes a lot of, like, a leap of faith. Oh, yeah. And... Just doing it. Yeah. And so that is something that I want to stress, too, is, like... This isn't just like, oh, we have lots of money and we just like float around yeah. and we're like catered to and everything. Like, it's still uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. that's actually why I love to do it mm-hmm. is because oh, it me makes too. me, me too. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a little, it takes me out of my comfort yeah. zone. Yep. And I actually feel so much more present. It's very empowering too. Yeah. You know, when you do something that you feel like it's going to be scary and or you might... <laughs> fail at or you yeah. know who knows what could happen when you do something unknown yeah and, and then you're like oh it shit. turns out fine <laughs> or it turns out amazing and, yeah. and you prove to yourself that actually you can do these things that maybe you built up in your mind as yeah you know, something that like, only other people can do yeah like, and you're like, yeah. why did I tell my story, that yeah. story to myself for so long? This was actually enjoyable. Or maybe it wasn't that enjoyable. Maybe it was like pizza. But it made you stronger on the <laughs> other side. But it made me stronger. It was exactly. interesting, curious, yeah. something to... I still learned yeah. something from it about yeah. that place or myself or that person. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, not everything that we do is... Um, just this joyful experience. Like, there is... Well, that's the bypassing, is to think that everything we do can possibly be completely blissful. And that's just not reality. I'm feeling like we should, I mean, maybe share a little, I mean, we haven't, we've actually been very lucky on this trip, but Mm -hmm. maybe share a little bit more of those, like, as we go, like, oh... Today was sort of a crappy day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we actually, we did. Actually, I backtrack. Like, we both wrote on the day that we went to Pisa. We're like, yeah. Eh, blah, blah, yeah. Blah, but we still had a good time. Mm-hmm. It is. It's like, you know, just knowing that it's, there's no expectations. Yeah. You can't be disappointed if you don't have, like, if you zero have zero expectations. You can't be disappointed. And the uh, you can be uncomfortable. You can yeah. still... You're like, ooh, what do I do now? Yeah, you can be uncomfortable. You can still experience something that is the sensation of pain. Yeah, But the expectation... Has so much suffering. It makes it... It makes any uncomfortable situation or any pain ten times worse, at least. So, zero expectation. Let go of the shoulds. No shoulds allowed. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. 
Um, I think I... I think I nailed what I wanted to talk yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> I think the only other thing I want to say What's is that? what was on that guy's t-shirt that we saw last night, which was, was never it? stop changing. Never stop changing. You know, people Be say, careful. don't ever change. But I think that's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever change at the heart of who you are. Yeah. But never stop changing because we're here to transform and learn. Yeah, in every single moment of every single day. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm right when you said that I thought of your little child, mm-hmm. and she's always going to be that little child. Mm-hmm. But um, you're just like bringing her out into the world. I'm to, bringing like, her out into the world. I'm also she's, protecting her, teaching her that she's protected and that she's loved unconditionally, yeah. and that she is. Um, She's being prioritized, yeah. and that's something that she never felt like she had. And mm-hmm. it's, I'm, you know, at this point, you know, you reach a certain age, and maybe years went by where you thought someone else could do that for you, but they can't. No. So I'm doing it. Even for, our parents. I'm doing it for myself. Yeah. yeah. It's our responsibility. Yep. Exactly. I think our parents were. Su- I don't want to say supposed to, but that's you know. I think the reason why they're there for a time and space to create that safety so that mm-hmm. they can pass us off right. so that we can continue it. But sometimes yeah. we don't get that. And then we it's a hard time. It's harder for us yeah. as individuals to take on that, you know, understanding of priority of ourselves. Yeah. So yeah. I think both of us lacked that to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So we're still learning how to prioritize them. Yeah, ourselves. give ourselves all the things that needed and didn't get it yeah not to expect that to come from another source because um it might eventually come from another source but really you have to tap into that within yourself first Mm -hmm. before you can even experience it experience it coming from another source so yeah that's true I mean we kind of had the lack but then I think there is like we've talked about this another day or so um since we've been together like the other side of it of like what did you call it snowplow parents like, <laughs> where they took every obstacle yeah. out and so it was like yeah. everything was taken care of for them so that they sort of go out into the life of thinking that they are the priority but everybody else has to make you a priority right well yeah just so that is a, like a quote-unquote new kind of parenting that is yeah. being talked about which is where yeah you, yeah the parent essentially never allows their kid to experience failure or disappointment yeah um but then they're not prepared to ever experience those things as adults and we're all going to experience those things so I mean that's just a whole nother a whole nother extreme yeah so there's one extreme and then the other yeah so like we didn't have to exactly (laughs) yeah it's like what we were saying is that we didn't get the tools to know that we are a priority or act as if like for ourselves yeah but then on the other side of it's like they just have this sort of perception that everybody else makes them yeah. that priority rather yeah. than them making the priority. Yeah. So it is. It's very yeah. interesting, those two places. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll continue to share what we yeah. learn and hopefully inspire others to learn how to make themselves a priority mm-hmm. and learn, learn more tools and how to do that. Like the yeah. work that we um like you've been we're doing we're always learning tools and tools yeah. for our toolbox yeah. yeah yeah and you know some of them work and some of them don't and 
you know, just the, the practices that I've been utilizing most recently have been so helpful mm, and life-changing. And Yeah, if anybody listening ever wants to reach out, yes, can, please do. Reach out, reach out. Um, what else? Anything else? I think, I think I'm good for now. I have a feeling we'll do another one. We're going to do one more, I think, mm-hmm. at least one more while we're... Maybe, maybe one with my aunt. Ooh. She's got a big story yeah, we're of get her, her story. Own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's all we have from, uh, where are we? Manarola, <laughs> Cinque Terre, Italy. Yeah. All right, next time. Bye. Bye. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed our little podcast in Italy. A um, couple of things that are happening in Nomadland. When I get back, June 30th, Erica Forcell and I will be uh, sharing Movement 109 and Breathwork together at Bar, Body, and Soul. That's June 30th. I believe it's at 4 p.m. You can go over to Nomad's website and Bar, Body, and Soul's website. Uh, and then also our teacher training, our 200 hours and beyond will begin this fall. Spots are already filling up and we're only holding 10 spots. So I believe we're about halfway there. So if you're interested in becoming a yoga teacher or diving deeper into the practice of yoga, um, this would be the training for you. And um, Becca Roberts and I from Namaste, not Becca Roberts from Namastasis will and I will be going to Belize in November for a yoga retreat. And I will be leading another retreat in Bali in March 2020. So all of that is over happening at nomadalwaysathome.com.